Hey, love, welcome back to another episode of Lessons from Behind My Chair. I'm your host, Angela B. Fuller, master hairstylist turned certified life coach. Today, we have a juicy topic set up because in my opinion, you can never get enough of um, thinking about how you can expand your world, your space, your existence, your mindset. I'm, I'm always looking for ways to make that happen. And so before we dive into this episode, of course, you know, I have a pop question and my pop question is this, do you find yourself fighting to expand your thinking? And if you're anything like me, I know you do. I know there's someone out there other than myself who sometimes struggle with fighting fighting to move forward in my, in expanding my thinking. You know, I have, um, I've been working on a masterclass for women in the beauty industry. And you would think that after 30 plus years of working with women, (laughs) helping them to feel and look beautiful for my styling chair, you would think that I would have this thing down packed. And not only that, a great portion, almost half of those 30 years have been spent helping them internally, actually, to work through their issues, being a listening ear, standing in the gap for them, dropping gems on how they could make their lives better or improve some area that's been giving them struggle. And on top of that, my taking the time to get Um, certified as a transformation coach, you would think that I had all my ducks in a row and that I could easily just whip something up that could serve women and serve on a higher level. But let me tell you something, imposter syndrome is real and it sets in, I don't care how skilled you are in a thing. Every time you try to reach a higher level, in terms of expanding your thinking, in terms of showing up differently in the world, and in terms of creating something that you've never created before, you can best believe that imposter syndrome is going to set in. And it certainly has set in for me. And so (laughs) I found myself having to use all my teachings on myself to help keep me in alignment with developing my masterclass for women in the beauty industry. I remember about seven, quick story. I remember about seven years ago, I took a course, a personal developed course that was designed to help me put on, you know, finding my, my uh, passion designed to level my thinking designed to, Uh, get me started in the direction of putting on seminars or workshops to help women to, to find their passion, their niche. And it was a fabulous class um, that I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Jade Simmons, I took a course from her that really expanded my mind. Her course helped to move me forward in where I am today. So shout out to Jade Simmons for doing that for me. And so 
during that time, she instructed me to create a seminar based on her teachings, create a seminar that would allow me to exercise what she had taught me. And I'm going to tell y'all something. The first time putting on that seminar, I I knew I had the skill set, I had the tools, but I froze in terms of my belief in myself to execute on a high level. I felt like there were so many other um there were so many other uh teachers out there doing the same thing that I felt had more skills than me, had more time in the game, their delivery was different. But the one thing I remember that Jade said was she said, Angie, there's a group of women out there waiting for you. And before they can make their next move, you've got to make yours. And that gave me, that helped me to, that gave me the empowerment to move forward in spite of how I felt in spite of my insecurities, I went on and I put on the workshop and it turned out fine. Um, I got feedback that allowed me to tweak it a little differently and it was a big success. And so here I am years later facing the same feelings, facing the same inhibitions, facing the same self-limiting beliefs when it comes to creating this master class. And so I want you all to understand this, no matter how how long you're in the game, no matter the skill set, no matter the training, when you are doing something new, you're going to have feelings of being inadequate. But we've got to use those feelings of feeling inadequate And instead of uh, slowing our progress down because of uh, feeling like it's not perfect, we've got to use those feelings of inadequacy to help us to look at it as fun, as discovery, as, "Mm, let me see how I can tweak this. I wonder what I'm going to encounter here. I wonder what obstacle is going to be in my way there and use those moments as fuel to create. Because we got to understand that when it comes to creation and creating something new, let's not forget about the fun and the joy that comes from the creation process in and of itself. How you think a thing should go this way, but in doing the thing, you find, hmm, I think it's going to be better this way, or I think it could be more impactful that way. Understand that when, when, when you're in the creative process, it's a time of discovery. It's a time of self-discovery. It's a time of giving yourself permission to not be perfect. It's a time of reminding yourself that you've prepared for this and there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to be afraid of because guess what? No one knows when you mess up. No one will know what you meant to say. They will receive it 
the, the, the audience that you're going after, they're going to receive it in their mind's eyes as something that they need. When you come from a place of creativity and integrity and um, authenticity, trust and believe me, it's picked up on the people who are to receive it. And instead of repelling what you're saying, they're going to embrace what you're saying. And listen, I've been in this game for a minute and I had to remind myself of that as well. And so here's the thing. If you thought that uh, once you set out to do a thing, that is a one-time deal, a hit and miss, then my suggestion to you is don't even do it. But for those of you who are, who feel that what you're putting out into the world Um, the gifts that you're given for other people to enjoy, the gifts that you're given to help solve a problem for others, treat it with kindness, treasure those gifts, treasure that, that purpose that is on your life because it's not meant for you. It's not, it's, it's, it's really not meant for you. It's meant for the people who are to receive it. It's meant for the people who are waiting for you to put your works out there to assist them and theirs. Because the same way you gained or I gained from, from a teacher or from a mentor and or from an instructor, they gave you so that you can be and do And have what you want so that you can give to someone to encourage them to be, do, and have what they want. And then I had to remember that in each step that I took to, or each step that I am taking to create my masterclass for women in the beauty industry, it has this, this class has a season of development. And some things I may have to, I just put it all on the table. I put it all on the table. And then I go through the season or through the process of pruning, of taking away what is not going to bear additional fruit, which is not going to add to the next offering that I have for an individual. And then there's that season of in, in creating anything. There's that season of what I call abiding with it, sitting with it, meditating on it, revising it, um, feeling it on a deeper level, take it out of your head space into your heart space so that it's authentic to you. You're not trying to duplicate someone else. You are creating this thing from infancy and you have to treat it with care, treat it with understanding. You got to show it love. You got to be willing to discipline whatever you discipline yourself, actually, so that what you put on paper shows a sense of order, shows a sense 
of something that has been well thought out, not perfect, but well thought out. And then we've got to be very um, mindful. I know this is what I, I really had to start doing. I had to be more mindful of uh, being aware of my own criticism of my work that doesn't stem from a place of making it better, but it stem from a place of being uh, self-sabotaging it. Because let me tell you, there are times when you know you are spot on. You know you are, you are killing it when you're writing, when you're creating. But then there's that voice from your past based upon a past experience that did not go well, that comes up and rears its ugly head and tell you, what in the world are you doing? You've got to be careful and you've got to be be aware of that voice. You've got to learn how to silence it. You've got to learn how to protect what, what God has placed in you and to protect uh, before you even put it out into the marketplace. It's like you put a protection over it so that when it does reach the marketplace, at the same time, you're also protecting the people that would receive it. Because I believe that the spirit in which you produce a thing, the, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The resonance that you produce a thing is what's going to show up in that thing. It's going to show up in what's written. It's going to show up in how you present and listen. Words don't teach your vibration, your resonance, your energy. That is what teach. So you've got We've got to be careful not to uh, not to self-sabotage uh, the thing that we have put so much in that's going to help serve others. And understand this. If you're doing it, it's your season. Being in your season doesn't necessarily mean that you are operating in perfection. Did you hear me? Being in your season does not mean that you are operating in perfection. Being in your season to me means that you are honoring what your higher self is calling you to do. And once you get into action, that creates getting closer and closer to having the greatest impact. Impact doesn't have to be huge. Impact can be built upon. You want to create, okay? You want to create because that's how you learn how to make things better. Once you get into action, then you begin to see a pattern of how you can make it better. And then you want to test, then you want to revise, then you want to course correct, and then you want to put it out again. And then you want to get feedback. But I can promise you one thing, each step of your testing gives you more insight, helps a a different group of people, 
And before you know it, you have something on your hands that can operate without you. And when you get to that point, when you have something in your hands that you've put out to the world and it can operate without you, then you know it's time for you to step up to the next level. It's time for you to produce on another level. If you're looking for perfection, then let that be your guide. Having revised a thing, having gone through a thing, having put out into the, the marketplace, having done it again and done it again, and this thing is operating in spite of you, this thing is creating impact and in spite of you, that's when you know it's time to climb that next mountain. And so this is where I am. I'm in a season of expanding my thinking. I realized that being behind my styling chair for the past 30 years has prepared me for the, um, the very beginning of my next mountain. And y'all, I'm going to tell y'all it's, it's a little scary, you know, there's some self-limiting belief that I, I have to overcome. There's some obstacles that I have to overcome, but you know, it's worth it. I think, I think we all get to a point in our lives where we really and truly look inside ourselves and we ask ourselves, what is next for me? What more do I have to contribute? What is it going to require and who is it going to require me to become to operate in my next season? And I have to remember the season of hairstyling was scary in the beginning, but now I can, I can do it in my sleep. (laughs) I can do it in my eyes closed. And let me tell with my eyes closed. And let me tell you, Oh Lord, it took years. It took, it took a lot of mistakes and a lot of learning and a lot of, um, taking courses, uh, reading books, watching videos. It took a lot, but I loved it so much that it did not matter what it take. And when you find yourself wanting to move into your next season, and you get that feeling of, man, this is scary, but it still won't leave you. You you go to bed and it's on your mind. You wake up and it's on your mind. You go through the course of your day and it's still on your mind. That's a clue. That's a clue. That's telling you that you are operating in your right space and everything that you envision or imagine it to be It's waiting for you, but you have to get started. You have to lay down all your scarcity thinking. You got to lay down all your, your ego, your ego that's trying to keep you safe because it means well. You got to lay that ego aside. You got to be gentle with it and talk to it. And then you've got to get into action. I mean, for real, you got to get into messy action because it's through acting that you learn. It's, (laughs) It's in doing it messy that you learn how to do it clean. But all the fun, 
All the fun is in the mess. It's in the messy part. Because once you've created, created it, then what? Then what? Once you've created it, then what? Then you gotta, you gotta be off to the next. But before you can get to that place of off to the next, you gotta first start messy. So I just want to encourage you to, to just start messy. Be okay. I mean, work hard, work hard to expand your thinking. You will find that expanding your thinking elevates every area of your life. And as long as you live in, isn't that what you want to do? Elevation after elevation after elevation. Come on now. So when it's all said and done, you've got a legacy that you have left. You know, you've got a legacy that you have left that people, loved ones, friends, strangers can learn from and and can grow from. You know, let's not spend our time here. And at the end of our days, we wish we had. Mm. Let that not be us. Okay? I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.